time once again to run things with that man right there on the screen, Donovan Bailey. And for those of you saying what screen, don't forget you can catch video of Donovan Bailey running things, not just audio. We want you to be able to, to see us as well as hear us. Jason Portwondo alongside DB, and we're both going remote. Um, we'll, we'll get to the weather outside in a second, but as always, I got to ask, Wagwan. Another day, man, another day. Another, another, well, I'm going to see a lovely day, but just let's go with another day. <laughs> yeah, for the first time we got hit with some snow, so you and I are, are remote, so this has got a different feel to it, but, you know, it's winter. It, it, Christmas is almost almost here. Have, you ready? Have you done all your shopping? You know what? A little bit. I mean, obviously we're dealing with these crazy internet bandwidth and all of this other crazy stuff, but yeah, my Christmas... The good thing about my Christmas is that um, I think I got it all done. And I think that uh, with this online shopping thing, it's become easier for people like myself because I can easily make a list, get it done, and it gets delivered to the house. All right. This is this is good, though, because I can still look to my right and I still get to see you. So uh, we're doing all right. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's live. It's the Internet. Stuff's going to happen. Um, we begin on a tough note. I mean... Um, we often talk on this program about the importance of discussing mental health. And um, a few days ago, uh, we lost a, a man in Twitch, uh, Stephen Boss, who, man, I mean, a guy who's touched so many lives, whether it be, you know, the entertainment world, the dancing world, the TV world, uh, on Ellen's show, and, you know, gone way too early. I know we often use that, but um, just 40 years of age. Yeah, man, this kid is, uh, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's really a kid. I mean, he's very young. And uh, yeah, we, we do talk about mental health and, and the importance of having a great support system, the importance of communicating, uh, the importance of just asking how someone's doing. Uh, you know, ultimately, uh, we see an incredible guy who spent his entire life entertaining people. But how many people has ever probably gone up to him and go, hey, man, how are you? Uh, you know, how right. was your day today? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's really tough to see uh, something like that. Um, and it, it always, um, it always uh, obviously makes us all question our own mortality. I mean, I just kind of, when I think about that, you know, obviously this, this guy you know, appears anyways in, in, um, on, you know, all this social settings, social media as an, a, a completely uh, engaged, uh, father, husband, always happy human being, you know, and it's really tough, really, really tough to, to kind of see this news or or hear this news, uh, especially the fact that he has three young kids. Yeah, survived by his wife and, and, and three kids, and you just never know what people are going through, right? So we often say, you know, uh, reach out to somebody. You, I mean, man, you take a look at him, always smiling, always dancing, so jovial, posting things on Instagram on a daily, you know, weekly basis, and um, just left the house abruptly, and apparently took an Uber over to the hotel, and um, and and that's where the act was committed. I mean, it, it, it floored me. When I heard it, I was like, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. And I mean, we look back at Robin Williams. I mean, he's another jovial guy who always made so many people laugh, and you would never think, you know, that something else is going on 
on the other side. And, you know, we're getting more and more news now about Twitch. And apparently there was a note that he left talking about, you know, some of the challenges that he has faced in the past. And, and I guess you also throw into the present now with Alan's show being canceled. That's something that he used to do. And yeah, man, I mean, this is just, yeah, it's just tough. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, you know, we don't, I've read a little bit. I mean, obviously you do the same. I mean, and, and, I, mm. and I heard he had a tough upbringing, tough upbringing. Um, uh, I don't remember if, uh, if he had an absentee father or maybe a father active in his life. But either way, right. um, I'm very certain that he was someone who was extremely proud and, and took on the challenge of being the greatest father ever. But yes, as you're saying now, you know, the man didn't have a job to go to every single day. And, right. and and whatever the reasons are, man, either way, it's tough. It's either way, it's really tough. And, and uh, you know, obviously, I mean, he took it, he took his responsibility this serious, you know, and obviously, you know, again, with the mental, um, mental health of each of us or him, uh, it, it is very important for us to, you know, to talk to people, reach out to people. It's much easier to have a, have a tough conversation than to discuss funeral plans. I'm very certain of that. Right. We often talk about, you know, the moms of the households being, you know, the backbone and that they truly are right. Uh, guiding, providing, you know, when you look at being a husband, being a father, you know, it can be tough because you're also supposed to be, you know, that, that, that man that goes out and, um, you know, earns the keep and, you know, brings the bread home, as they used to say back in the day. I know times have changed. Women are just as, you know, prominent, just as dependable as men are in terms of raising families. And a lot of women do it on their own. Um, a lot of guys put that pressure on themselves. I've got to be the one out there to provide for my family. I've got to be the one to be that leader. And, you know, some, you know sometimes, uh, you know, I, I guess – People just need to talk and be like, listen, this is what's going on. And this is what I'm finding tough. And, you know, just discuss, just talk, just, just be there for one another. Right. Right. You, but you're, you're very correct though. Regardless of what the gender role is, household, when you have children, when you have children, Jason, you and I are both fathers. When you have right. children, there's a requirement for both parents to be active in those kids' lives or even in the, just in the household period provide such an incredible balance. I mean, I was blessed to have my mom, obviously always in my life, and my dad always in my life, regardless of where I lived in the world. And so, yeah, when you look at, regardless of the genders, man, you know, with, right. you know, uh, you know, whatever the woman of the house is or the mother, you know, or, you know, or the female of the house is, uh, you know, or, you know, or the male, the person who's assumed that uh, of the house, it's very important. Obviously, Jason, you and I, obviously, culturally, um, you know, our role as men is to get out and make bread and to be men and to get out and do the rah-rah thing. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and you and I certainly can discuss all of these things. But looking at a situation like this where obviously we do not know all the small nitty-gritty things uh, that has occurred, um, you know, can't probably delve deep into it. But, but I think you and I 100% agree in the fact that communication is the number one thing surrounding yourself with people you can trust that you can be your authentic self, that you can have a conversation at any time about anything uh, is, is, is obviously a huge, huge priority uh, because you, it, it, it is very important, um, you know, to, to yeah. be able to, you know, to be able to have those, you know, life changing conversations 
uh, and someone would not be critical. They'd be supportive in whatever it is that you bring to them that you're suffering from within yourself. And to wrap this up, um, you know, a few years back, whatever, 10 years back, whatever number you want to throw out there, you know, mental health. I mean, it's been around for forever, but it, it truly has come to the forefront. Now we're hearing various athletes coming out and saying they're dealing with it. Um, Naomi Osaka is just one that comes to mind off the top of my head. But, you know, just the fact that, you know, we often look at athletes, uh, superstars, entertainment, uh, movie uh, actors, whatever the case may be, entertainers, just, you know, we put, we put them on a pedestal like they're superhuman. And, and now we're realizing that, you know what, they're just like us. I mean, they put on their pants one leg at a time and they deal with stuff we deal with. And, you know, we're all in this together. I'm, I'm so happy that a lot of athletes are now because I think that we're all made to be robots and we're all made uh, to get out and do superhuman things without having any feelings. Um, I do have, a, you know, as you know, Jason, I have a book uh, with, with, um, with Penguin Random House that's coming out next year. And I'm, I'm going to discuss some of the challenges that I have. Uh, you know, fortunately for me, I had a great coach. I still have, I mean, still very much alive. So I have a great coach. I had some great training partners um, and my support system has been impeccable. So I, I certainly am I'm gonna discuss that uh, in the book, uh, but you are correct. It is very important uh, that the people that have platforms now speak up and out, uh, you know, about things that they might have, because although we're expected to do superhuman things, breaking world records, uh, doing things that no other human being has done before us. There are those days that you don't want to go to practice. There are those days that you have, you know, immense, uh, you know, mental, physical, and psychological challenges. And so, again, it is very important to have, you know, that one person or that two or three people that you can uh, you can have that discussion with, and 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 you will get support uh, from those people. Our prayers, thoughts, um, going out to obviously uh, Twitch's family, anybody's family out there who's you know suffered the same type of fate through uh, mental um, health issues, and yeah, so it's just it's tough. But um, the more we learn, the more we discuss, hopefully, the better things we'll get. Never easy to move on from a subject like that, but uh, we're going to do our best here on Donovan Bailey uh, running things. Jason Portwando alongside DB, and we're we're both remote this week. And um, we want to talk about Brittany Griner because this is something I wasn't sure that, you know, was going to happen this year or if at all. But uh, as we all know, she was detained in a uh, Russian prison um, for quite a while, almost a year. I think it goes back to February, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of this year. And uh, she's out. This was quite the uh, high stakes prisoner swap, if you will, between the U.S. and Russia. We'll talk more about who was freed from uh, the U.S. on the Russian side of things, but just your initial reaction when you heard that she, uh, you know, that she's finally back inside the U.S. You know, you, you know, funny enough, Jason, we're just, I mean, we just came off a very hard topic and we're talking about, you know, the mental challenges that, you know, public figures go through. I mean, it was very important for Twitch to show up every day and he was a happy guy. I cannot imagine being an athlete you know, an athlete, when you're an athlete, you're free. You're free to be a big kid and someone pays you money to be a big kid. Now, I can't imagine 
Brittany Griner being in jail where she can't play basketball, she can't go exercise, she can't go to the gym. She, you know, I can't imagine that. And so, you know, on, on, on your note that she's free, I think it's exceptional. I think it's phenomenal that, you know, whatever the political reasons are, I'm just happy that this human being, um, you know, is back in the States. It's Christmas time. She gets to hang out with her family and kids. And most importantly, bro, she gets the ball. She gets to the gym and um, she can do some exercises, um, you know, you know, run a couple of, you know, I heard the first thing that she did was, was what drove to the hoop and dunked the ball. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's complete. for someone who loved to that back in the day. I can tell you that it's total and complete freedom athlete. after being imprisoned for real and then being stuck on a plane, then coming back and, 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 um, you know, being around, you know, people that she can talk to, um, friends, family, most importantly, the friendly round orange thing that goes in the hoop, because I'm very certain that's something that she desperately wanted uh, to do, because in part, I think that's a huge, huge part of her therapy uh, of getting back to actually being her normal self. I don't know about you, but to be honest, I kind of questioned whether or not this was ever going to happen. So now that it actually has come to fruition, she's back in the U.S. No word yet. Last time I checked as to whether or not she's returning to, I think she plays the Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, did you ever question at any time, like whether it would actually happen? Absolutely. I mean, you and I discussed this, of course. I mean, I, mm. like the thing is, it, it, it seemed very, very political. And for whatever reasons uh, they are, uh, it seemed very political, and I thought that you know she's in prison in Russia, and 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 um, it, it appeared apparently that it was a very minor offense. So you know if you're locked up for months and months and months and months and months for a minor offense, clearly there was something way bigger than what the right. offense. Was. Uh, so I, I I you know Jason, I got to tell you, I didn't didn't well, I didn't see this happening this year in 2022 at all, if ever. I thought that this was going to be something that we're going to we're going to see out for the next, you know, whatever the political cycles are in either country, um, you know, whatever was happening um, in the political sphere. And I just thought that this was not going to happen. So, yes, I, you know, I, I don't know if I answered your question, but I did not see this coming. But I am so happy, uh, you know, for this woman's mental health, uh, uh, for her physical and psychological health you know, for basketball, for athletes out there, for whatever, for, you know, for women, for whatever reasons they are. I mean, I, I'm just happy that she's, she's back where she can be free. Yeah. Amazing stuff. You did answer the question, by the way. And um, other side of this equation, now we got to talk about um, this uh, notorious Russian arms dealer, if you will, that uh, is going the other way because he was in the U S on multiple accounts of uh, various charges. And, um, now he gets a chance to, to get back to Russia. So, you know, obviously this came at a cost for the United States, but um, I guess both are in the end are, are happy with, with the deal. Well, well listen, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, this is politics, something I don't know much about or don't really want to know much about. I mean, I, when, I'm, when I'm discussing politics or when I'm speaking to politicians, I mean, I always know what, what my agenda is or what I would like to do. In this scenario, 
uh, there's certainly two people that are free to go back to their country. I do not, right. I, again, I do not know what the inner workings might be. I did not know what the negotiation was uh, between the political sides, you know, but if we, if we can see it for what it is, got two people who apparently have been wrong or have done wrong, um, get to return to their family. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, his sentence. I do believe 25 years, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, yeah, you're right. They're, they're both back home and, and also just kind of, you know, also part of this equation, sort of, same topic anyways, Boris Becker, um, German tennis legend. He gets a chance to go back home as well after being freed uh, following, I think, eight months it was uh, worth of prison time in Britain. So, you know, this is all coming together nicely for some people right around the perfect time, obviously, of Christmas. Yeah, you know what? I know Boris. Uh, Boris and I signed with Adidas at the same time. A good guy. Uh, yeah. You know, and again, uh, when when I think of Boris, uh, you know, I mean, I had a I had a, a situation uh, like his. Uh, when you're a figure, a lot of times um, you have you have uh, experts that are recommended to you, and you have experts with expertise in in taxes and expertise uh, in marketing and expertise in uh, legal things. And uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, from what I understand. Uh, Boris just took some bad advice, took some bad advice from some people, from some people, and uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, he had to pay the price because he's the one that made the decision in the first place. Uh, you know, so Boris, my boy, um, glad that you're home uh, for Christmas. Uh, obviously, you learn your lessons and and uh, you know you'll get back to doing you know what you're doing now, which is uh, enterprise business and maybe coach a little bit of tennis. Uh, so I mean. Good to be home. I'm sure yeah. you'll be happy and good to be home. It's amazing. It's amazing, uh, you know, how things can change in a hurry uh, for the good and or the bad. And, uh, yeah, for sure, he is happy, no doubt. All right, so we're kind of got a, a world feeling uh, to this program. Started off in the U.S. We've talked about some things going on with the U.S. and Russia, and then we talked about Europe as well in terms of Germany, Britain, and uh, World Cup. We're down to the final two. Come Sunday in Qatar, we get the showdown that uh, I think many kind of predicted. Um, let's talk about one half of the equation and how we got to this point. Messi held up by Guardiola. Messi away from Guardiola. No disrespect to Alvarez, but I could have finished that pass. Messi did all the heavy lifting, and all he had to do was tuck it home. Argentina back at the World Cup. I've lost count. I think it's maybe like six. I think them and Italy have the most. But this could be the first win for Lionel Messi. He's done just about everything on the world stage, but he has yet to secure a World Cup for his nation, and he's got that chance coming up on Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a battle between a couple of number 10s you got him, you got Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe, and obviously they're all repping Pele, who is the number 10 of all time. But talk about the matchup. Your thoughts on Argentina and uh, France looking to repeat? You know what? Um, well, I mean, I have a few thoughts to this. Uh, I think that there was a lot of 
I'm gonna say I don't I don't be really critical of the people that were criticizing Canada, but let me start there. Uh, we have um, I think that uh, Canada these kids that came and represented us uh, mm -hmm. should be even more proud. Uh, the fact that um, the two losses that Canada had I mean they should have beaten Belgium we know that but the two losses that Canada had uh, they lost to two teams that made it to the semifinals. You know so again. Uh, Kudos to them. Uh, and, and Jason, you're right. I mean, you know, I actually thought that Brazil was going to go through because they seem to have a, um, a pretty good balanced team. Uh, but yeah, you, the writing was on the wall for both of these. Um, Messi, you know, one of the greatest football player today playing. Um, and you're right. You're right. He'd won everything else but the cup. And uh, Killian is like the man. Like he, like he, you can see boy. him out there when he's playing. Dude, he's, He's like he's men amongst boys. Like it, it literally, like there's times I'm watching him play. Here's that. You remember when Shaquille O'Neal was like young and he would he'd go in the paint and he'd just dominate people? I mean, yeah. like he looks like, like he just looks like he's like a man playing with a bunch of high school kids. Uh, so yeah, listen, this is, I'm looking, I'm looking so forward to the game. Um, I think that uh, it's going to be epic. Uh, you know what? And, and 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 all in all, I mean, we know that um, Pele, who is the greatest football player that ever lived, and yes, I'm going to say that. Um, you know, he's in uh, palliative care in Brazil, but I'm I'm certain that uh, what's amazing about the sport of soccer or football is that they'll always pay homage. Uh, you know, to the to the greatest before them, and yeah, both teams are gonna be incredible. Uh, they're gonna bring their A game, and I'm certain they're doing this in honor uh, of the greatest guy that uh, that ever played the game. Yeah, 100. And it just you know, full circle so nicely. We talked about Pele wearing number 10, and and I think the story back in the day was he didn't choose it. I think it just kind of fell into his lap. But um, that's the number everybody wants to wear, right? I mean, you think of hockey, think of 99, Wayne Gretzky, number four, Bobby Orr, regardless of the sport. That's one thing about track athletes, the numbers they wear. Quickly, how do they decide that? It's got nothing to do with the number that you choose. What are those? Well, uh, well, in track and field, um, like I, 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 always, I compare track and field to, to golf, Jason. So, it, 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 one, it's not a team sport. So individual numbers are really irrelevant. But what are those numbers they were on um, the bibs? Well, the numbers on the bibs usually are to differentiate what position you are in. Well, well one, what, if the, the hip number is usually what lane you're in, um, and, and, uh, and the bib number usually is um, the number uh, that you're given as part of the competition. So oh. uh, you'd be given a, a num you'd be given numbers, for instance, at, at the Olympic Games, there's sets of numbers for the 100 meters, sets okay. of numbers for the 200 meters. Not to get off topic, and, and, but yeah. And, and, uh, but yeah. No, no, but uh, no, no, that's, that's a valid question. That's a yeah. valid question. So, um, so, so track would be the same as golf. Yeah, be the same as golf. There's no, there's no numbers. Uh, we don't, we don't wear, um, you know, I, I, we never have a specific number. It's just you and what you do when you lay it down on the track. Yeah. Just like a golfer, what he lays it down on the golf course. 
<laughs> I guess I was looking at those pictures over your shoulder there. And it also made me thinking because what are you wearing there in the bottom one? Does that say 11, 1192 in the bottom picture over your right hand shoulder? It's 11 Just look behind you. In, yeah, that, there you that, go. That, that, yes, I know that. That's the that's, that's famous. Oh, that, that's <laughs> 1192. Go. That's a famous number from Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yes, that's how it is. That's that's wow. that's the famous number from Atlanta. Yes. Okay. You know what's funny? World you and record I are, number that is. Yeah, you and I are brethren, but sometimes I forget. I don't forget, but I get kind of lost and forget. You know, kind of like who I'm talking to. And it's like, whoa, this is Donovan Bailey I'm talking to. Then I'm like, oh, it's the come Canadian on. way. Just. It's the Canadian yes. way. It, it's, it's the Canadian. It's the Canadian way. Yes. Sometimes yes. it's hard when someone go when someone goes. You were once the greatest in the history of the world, right? You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's what all it right. Is. All right. So, let, okay. So we got it. Got off topic there. The number of things just hit me there. But, um, but yeah. So it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's Mbappe versus Messi, but it it's Mbappe versus Messi. I, I'm all about Killian. That's my boy. I call him the beast. So you know which way I'm going. But who are you picking here in the final on Sunday? You know, well, it's really tough, man. It, it, it is really tough. Um, Man, I don't know. God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, like, you know, I would pick France also uh, because they're also reigning champions. They've right. been here before. Um, but uh, you know what? It would, it, would be, it would be really nice for Argentina to get it. Okay. All right. So you're kind of riding that fence. I like the way you always do that to me. I love it. <laughs> I'm riding the fence. Yes, yes, I know that. Um, and, and we'll bring it back on a serious tip again because, um, you know, during, you know, these World Cup matches, we've had a bunch of stories off the pitch that people have been talking about. And uh, one of those, um, the passing of Grant Wall, U.S. journalist who, you know, soccer, Grant's life and um, loved covering the event and was there at a match, collapsed and never did recover and ended up passing away at the age of 49. And um, yeah, just obviously a tough pill to swallow. You know what, again, I think a lot of times, uh, you, or you and I have talked about this, when you, when, you, when you have friends or family that get sick or suddenly pass for no reason whatsoever. And so what you do, you, you, you discuss or question your own mortality. And yes. understand how, I guess, whatever, whatever kind of person you need to be, be that person. Because you never know. Now that I think that um, I think that I read that um, there is there's been determination that it was not foul play, uh, you know. So at the end of the day, uh, this is a man who who died doing what he loved to do, which was reporting on football, or soccer for parts around the world that is known as. And yeah, it, it, it is it is imperative for us to live our own authentic life and be with whomever we are. I mean, you know, this is, it's incredible that you're, you're, you're at a place, um, you have no um, underlying issues as it appears. And then all of a sudden uh, you just hear that someone's passed away. So it's my condolence to, to his family also. And uh, yeah, man, it's, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow when you hear that someone who's passionate about a sport and, and, uh, and does a great job and is well-liked when something like this happens to them. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we often say um, death puts life into perspective. So uh, again, thoughts and prayers going out to the wall 
our family and the passing of Grant. Yeah, that's uh, tough, tough, tough. Uh, we should mention quickly uh, the third place game takes place on the Saturday before the final. Obviously, you got uh, Croatia taking on Morocco. And, and you know, this goes to show you how tough a group Canada was actually in. They're in with Belgium, who's ranked right. second or third in the world. I think it's second. And behind Brazil. And then, yeah, Morocco and Croatia end up being the third and fourth teams in terms of the top five. I mean, wow. Exactly. Exactly. No, Canada, Canada has to be proud of itself, as I said earlier. Canada has to be proud of itself because, you know, almost beating Belgium, and again, they should have beaten them. And the fact is that they lost the two teams that, that, are, that are semifinalists. Uh, you know, it, it, and none of these kids really are playing at the level that the, that the Messi's and the Mbappe of the world are playing. Huh? You know, so these kids, uh, Herdman did an incredible job with them. These kids are, these kids are well on their way there. Uh, 26 uh, Canada should definitely show up and show up. All right. Do we have a pick, by the way, from you in terms of uh, Croatia and Morocco for that bronze medal match? You know what? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I, I have a definite for this. Okay. And I know that my, my Croatian buddies, I mean, I play basketball with a bunch of them. They're going to get very upset at me. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that Morocco wins. Okay. But you're not picking Morocco. You hope Morocco wins. I'm picking Morocco then. I'm okay. picking Morocco. All right. And I think that, <laughs> I, I believe that Morocco is going to play, I, I think that Morocco is going to play them uh, to a penalty kicks and they're going to win. All right. Fair enough. Well, before we wrap things up and get to some uh, big news at the end of the program regarding you, um, let's run that anchor leg. A cleaning stream to Donovan Bailey is pouring it on. Yes, the time of the program where we throw some topics at you and get a quick reaction. And this is well overdue. He's an eight-time Olympic gold medalist, not you. Um, Usain Bolt is getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from BBC Sport. Uh, obviously, you know, the accolades continue for the world's fastest man. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, Usain Bolt has been, uh, Usain Bolt has taken um, uh, brand, uh, global track and field, uh, just uh, the ambassador of the sport, the greatest sprinter that ever lived. He deserves every single thing he gets. He, I mean, again, I think that Usain Bolt should be worth a billion dollars. Like, really, that's what he, his, his, his net worth in cash should be a billion euros then, or a billion pounds or a billion US dollars, because that's exactly what he's done for the sport. He deserves oh, everything. He's taken it to, I mean, again, Carl, Carl Lewis, Slipford Christie, myself, took it to another level, but, it, but he deserves everything. It's hard to win. We, we all know that. You've done it. I mean, you weren't able to repeat. This right. guy was not only able to repeat. He went from Beijing in 08 to London in 2012 to Rio in 2016. He had the three-peat in the one and the two. Right. While, whilst breaking world records, Jason, while doing something that no other human being's done before. So there's every, like, he needs to get, um, like, BBC, NBC, CBC, Every C's there is, he should be man of the year. <laughs> country, he should, he, should get, he should get man of that country. No, I'm, for real. I mean, I'm, I'm saying to you that it's great that I've been in his seat before, and it's, a, and it's always respectable. I mean, he, he deserves all the respect and the accolades in the world when you can see someone 
who took it from what you had it at and then repeat, rinse, and repeat, rinse, and do it again and still and, and having great fun, having great fun selling the sport all drug-free. So that's amazing. It is. You're right. All right, let's move on. Talk a little NFL. And if you ask the San Francisco 49ers fans, they'll tell you their man of the year is easily Brock Purdy. He's, this is a third-string quarterback. Third string, okay? Their first two obviously are hurt. That's why you go to your third string. I, I did the math for you. He was drafted last. I mean, last overall. And now this guy, all of a sudden, after Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, a lot of people are saying the 49ers, with that defense, are the team to fear. Do you agree? Well, uh, I, I don't want to talk NFL, you know, because my, my boys um, squandered the league. But, yes. Let me answer your question, Mr. Polando. Um, you know what? Uh, for me watching, I think that all kids that are out there, like if this is not motivation for you to get, get out and try your hardest at, what, at whatever sport you like and uh, whatever, uh, you know, give it your all and hope for the best. Uh, there's a lot of times that, especially when you're an athlete, you're pick last. You're sitting on the bench waiting for that day. That day comes. But ultimately, if you've been putting in the work in practice, you've been uh, taking your reps and, and putting your 10,000 hours, your 20,000 hours, and just waiting for that day, that day will come. And Purdy is really, uh, you know, indicative of that. And every kid out there, that whatever sport you play or whatever music you play, what actually whatever your dreams are, understand that if you continue to work at your craft, one day that call might come. And when it comes, if you're prepared, this is this is what will happen to you. All right. What a story. Unbelievable. And last one from the basketball court. Uh, recently, uh, the Brooklyn Nets sat out eight players. Eight players. It was a back-to-back affair, so they got fined twenty-five thousand. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, no Ben Simmons, no Nick Claxton, no Seth Curry, no Royce O'Neal, no Joe Harris, and no T.J. Warren. Here's the kicker: they still went out and beat Indiana one thirty-six to one thirty-three. Well, we're talking about those people. Uh, those those uh, we're talking about those people who uh, take their reps in practice, work their asses off, and yep. wait for the call. So Jason, that's probably what happened. Again, if you could, you got fined and you still got the W, then man, keep doing that because what you have, you you mentioned the entire backbone of the team, and exactly, and so you're if you can, if you can, if you can rest everybody, if you can rest everybody, still win. Think that you're doing all right. That's great. That's great management. Let's just say that. Wow. They, I can just see them out there on the court now with hello, my name is stickers. And it's just like, hey, we still, you should, you should be absolved of the fine when you go out there and you still win the basketball game and you got to get fined 25000 by the league. All right. I know the weather is not the greatest around here. We're getting our first taste of winter. And, and Jamaica's not on, uh, on the map for you. I want to know if you could be one of the spot right now to celebrate your birthday. We're going to get to that in a second. Would it be Bora Bora? Or Turks and Caicos? Um, so I've been to both. Bora Bora is just nicer. 
you know, it's just nice. You know what? We actually, you know what? I'm going to add one to that, Jason. Okay. See, I wouldn't mind being in Qatar. Qatar is beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah. I get treated yeah. like a king when I'm there. It would have been good to celebrate my birthday watching uh, the competition this weekend. Well, you know what? It's uh, you're earth strong. So happy birthday. You know, want to save it to the end of the program. You're 39 years of age. Next year's the big one for you. Uh, so what are the plans? What are the plans going okay. on for the weekend? <laughs> Dude, nothing. I mean, really, we have um, like I got I got um, amazing family family uh, family gathering tonight as always. I get some home cooked meal uh, with the kids. Um, and um, tomorrow, I think that we have a, a dinner with the boys in the city. So we'll do a dinner with the boys in the city tomorrow. And tonight is all about family, man. So it's all good. Nothing crazy. All right, so the song says, it's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. What? All weekend long, we are celebrating a good man. And most importantly, a good brethren. Donovan Bailey, happy birthday from all of us here at Donovan Bailey Running Things. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening, being a part of this program, we ask that you like, share, subscribe, follow, download, be a part of this podcast. Whichever way you need to do it, just do it. Birthday boy, take us out. Um, I want to say as always, uh, um, happy birthday to me. No, I want to say as always, happy birthday uh, stay safe. to you. Easy to say. Happy birthday. <laughs> Go on, take us out. I, I, I say, um, so, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, no, on a final note, I want to say stay safe, be good, communicate to your brethren and sisters. We'll see you next week. Big up.